Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast that we do every week. I am your host, Erin Chambers-Smith with San Diego Magazine, and I have a very exciting, wonderful guest co-host with me today, Candace Ely from the San Diego Tourism Authority. Hey! Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks I'm for uh, filling in for Troy, and those are some pretty big shoes. I know. And not just because he's like super tall. <laughs> <laughs> and he always says he was like an 11 pound baby or something. He's like actually big. He always makes that joke. Fortunately, I'm pretty tall too, as I also have big feet, so it all works out. <laughs> Candace is the director of communications for the Tourism Authority, a great friend of San Diego Magazine, and an all around foodie and cocktail person and beer person, and you're just very in the know. Yeah, it sounds a lot better when you say, you know, foodie, cocktail person than just like, I really like to eat and drink. Yeah, <laughs> which you do. I do. And it's also kind of your job to make sure that everybody around the world knows how great it is to eat and drink here. It's a really right? convenient excuse for me that I have <laughs> to know about all of the good restaurants and places to drink in San Diego. We also have Archie Aram here. She co-hosts the podcast with us, and she actually does a lot of the heavy lifting to produce the podcast. So, Archie, hello. Thanks Hi. for coming, of course. As I always. also have to eat and drink for my job, which is a convenient excuse. Very convenient excuse. Archie gets to edit the eat section so the section that Troy Johnson writes for she edits that section and Archana also just goes out to lots of openings and you know keeps her finger on the pulse of food stuff we always say we have the best jobs in San Diego but you have a pretty good one too yep. you know we might be tied yeah. I think I feel <laughs> like we're true. in kind of the same boat so mm-hmm. we're all in this together yes. awesome San Diego jobs God, I love it um, <laughs> and we are thrilled to be at our very first um, sponsored location for the Happy Half Hour podcast we're at Puesto downtown um, at the headquarters at Seaport right by Seaport Village really amazing cool uh, Mexican food restaurant called Puesto, like just cool art. It's my favorite guacamole in all of San Diego. We're thrilled to be here. And we do um, try to make this podcast as much like happy hour as we can. So we do eat and drink the whole time. Um, I'm having a wonderful classic margarita from Puesto. Chin chin, everybody. Cheers. Which, Cheers to that. Yes, we learned last week um, was all about, you know, the right ratio of spirits to lime and a little bit of agave, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that what right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And we will be hearing from... Uh, the head chef at Puesto that, that manages all the menus and the, the food and all that stuff at all the different Puesto locations. Um, she will be joining us in a little bit to talk all about Puesto, but thank you very much for your support. Um, we also have David Martin here. He's behind the computer and doing all the wires and knobs and making our making us sound good. And he is the guy to call if you do want to sponsor one of these podcasts. Um, David Martin at San Diego Magazine. So, um, Archana, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about new restaurants that are opening in San Diego. We have a, one kind of a, an interesting study that came up. We'll talk about that in our Hot Topic segment. And we do have a special guest, really interesting guy, Dan Natras from Fishbone Kitchen. Um, he's sort of like a, like your neighborhood fishmonger. Mm-hmm. And he's just got some really interesting perspective to provide about seafood in San Diego. And then we always end our podcast with just our own personal recommendations of what we're loving in the food and drink world in San Diego. So, Archie, take it away. What's new? Um, so, Modern Times, um, of course, everyone knows the Point Loma locations, the North Park locations. Well, pretty soon they're going to have an Anaheim location, and this is like a pretty major project. This is a brewery. This is a brew wonderland. It's <laughs> officially called Leisure Town. Um, so, they're working with these cool urban developers, and there's going to be, in addition to this great sour focus program, Um, held in an old warehouse, there's going to be rotating food vendors, a pool, outdoor movie screens. The whole thing is going to be 32,000 square feet. And as you know, um, Modern Times also has plans for an LA location. So very cool. Coming to Anaheim soon, they're working on it. So no matter where you go, you can get your beer fix. San Diego beer exploding, man. Always. I got to say, I'm a little upset about this. Why? Because I love Modern Times. I love their beer. This place in Anaheim sounds so freaking cool. 
Yeah. And why didn't we and get it? Why didn't we get it, guys? I Come know. on! <laughs> I know. Is it? It sounds sort of. I mean, I don't. This is. I don't. know. Maybe they'll be wildly offended by this, but it sounds sort of Disney esque ish. If there was a Disney version you know, of like Disney, is it by Disney? Anaheim. I think Disney. You know, I don't Anaheim know. Maybe probably I'm, really needs this. Let's let's just. That's true. They're say Anaheim. That. Okay. They they need a little bit of San Diego craft beer. I'll acknowledge that much. Yeah. We're very very spoiled. We're just being generous. Here, yes, you know? that's what it is. We're being well, generous. And the rent is darn high in San. Diego. Diego right now, so yeah. maybe that, there's not there's true. not enough space to do leisure town at an affordable rate at the All moment. Right. But but modern times, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you luck, but Candace, she's got some beef. Okay. All right. What else, Archon? We have a new. Um, oh, another closing to report. Yeah, this is a sad one, but there's some good news at the end of it. Um, Carnita Snack Shack, you know, they've had their Del Mar outpost for a couple years in the Del Mar Highlands. They're actually closing on December 31st, which is a bummer for people in that area. But the good news is that you might have heard their Embarcadero location opened in May, and it's beautiful. So even if you live in Del Mar, you should come down there because... It's like where to take tour, like a tourist, visitors, family, everybody. It's just that beautiful bay location. And like open all air up, eating and drinking. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. basically have a cold beer, like watching the cruise ships right come and go. on the water. And, yeah, and which beautiful. is so, you know, hard to find. I think sometimes the places that have really amazing atmosphere and yeah. incredible views and great food, like mm-hmm. that's the, you know, trifecta. And yes. so that new carnita snack shack right on the Embarcadero is totally well, it. What's with Del Mar? They don't want a nice pork sandwich? So the owners <laughs> were saying that? that they just felt like the location, you know, in Del Mar Highlands wasn't quite the right fit. Mm-hmm. You know, Del Mar has all the juice places and the healthy and the vegan and the salads. They're not so into the pork. pork. I think the Embarcadero on North Park is out. good. <laughs> I think they're I have North out. Park likes the pork. I have intel on what's coming in the Del Mar location, oh. but I'll save that for another day because I'm not Ooh. sure I can say it yet. Ooh, Ooh, top in. secret. Um, juicy. <laughs> well, and you, if you don't know already, Archana also edits the Hot Plates column in San Diego Magazine every month, so make sure you check back there for the latest news. And then, as always, at SanDiegoMagazine.com, we're going to link to everything that we talked about on this podcast, so don't worry about you know making mental notes of all the stuff. Archana will link to everything yes. and connect you to all the news so you can find these places and go try them or write mean letters to them for closing and opening in Anaheim. <laughs> um, okay, that's our hot plates um, for this week. Thanks, Archie. Okay, moving on. We have one hot topic this week to talk about, and this is just this idea of Airbnb. Um, we we got emailed this study, our press release about a study. Um, somebody tracked sort of this idea that Airbnb, which is sort of the, you know, you rent, you stay in some a room in someone's house or you rent someone's house um, through this app, and it's, it's you know, it sort of has this idea of, getting to stay like a local you know so you're staying at someone's house in Golden Hill or something like that in San Diego and anyway somebody did a study that said that Airbnb guests have spent 71 million dollars eating at local San Diego restaurants yeah it's kind of an interesting it was just an interesting thing to think about that it seems like what they were saying is it's more of a vehicle to get people to the tiny neighborhoods Rather than the ones that are by the larger hotels and right. things like that. And like, I think they were looking for some justification of, like, this makes sense. And, like, they quoted, you know, the owner of Kaiserhof in Ocean Beach. And you said, you know, we're a little neighborhood. We haven't had a f- hotel here in 50 mm-hmm. years. So, like, this is a really big deal for us. And what Airbnb has said is that users spend, or the survey said that users spend more money on dining than anything else while traveling. You know, that's over shopping. That's over attractions. So... Interesting. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, so I actually, being from the Tourism Authority, have some you know perspective on that. So we track visitor spending, and even with hotels or day visitors, uh, dining is their number one expenditure behind lodging. So, so in general, that's in just general, what anybody that's coming, yeah, regardless of where they're staying. People who are coming to San Diego 
are dining. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is, it, again, second big, biggest expenditure. West people are hearing us taking notes. <laughs> you have a good location. Um, big, second biggest expenditure behind the lodging itself. Um, and then to put it in, in you know, bigger perspective, um, while Airbnb has, you know, definitely exploded in the last few years, the um, the inventory is still, it's only like three or 4,000 Airbnb units as compared to like 60,000 hotel units. Right. So um, the good news on that is that overall, again, visit all visitor, whether it's Airbnb, whether it's, you know, um, day visitors, whether it's hotel visitors, overall, the yearly expenditure that people, uh, that visitors contribute to San Diego dining is $2 billion. Hmm. Whoa. So that's a lot. That's a lot. That's how much people that don't live here that are coming here are spending eating at restaurants. And that is really good news for our restaurants. How does and that for compare to like, I don't know, Austin or something? Are we, are we like, are we more foodie, less foodie? Or is that just, I guess if you travel somewhere, you got to eat. You do got to eat. One thing that we have, you know, is really good quality restaurants. Yeah, we do. So, you know, and and an incredible variety too, right? I mean, we have everything from, you know, obviously people expect Mexican, but then we have these restaurants in Convoy that have really incredible Asian food. And then, you know. seafood is finally, we're getting more seafood. Seafood, absolutely. We'll we'll talk about that later. We have Dan Natras coming up, so everybody stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything from vegan to barbecue, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I think, what San Diego really has going for it. Interesting. I wonder if we're going to start seeing more studies like this that are tracking, you know, the outskirts and just sort of the holes in the walls and the things like that. Because I think, yeah, that's what this was trying to speak to is this idea that the Airbnb customer might be new or under the radar. And we might not quite understand that customer or that visitor as much as we understand the convention visitor or the the summer vacation visitor or something like that. And maybe these kinds of people that want to stay in someone's back bedroom, they also want to eat at the hidden whatever right. in, there are different in kind of Imperial Beach or something. Yeah. But in general, I think you know, even beyond Airbnb, if you just look at other aspects of the sharing economy, like like Uber or Lyft, like now Kinda it's... Kind of like that. It, even if you are staying in a hotel downtown, like getting up to North Park, getting over to OB, you know, it's, it's almost a little easier now. You don't have to rent a car. You don't right. have to... Um, you know, try to find a public transportation option. So I think that the sharing economy in general is opening up a lot of options for people and giving mm-hmm. them different ways to explore San Diego, which is very cool. Yes, very, very interesting. Okay, if you guys want to read um, the the press release and the details that we got about that study at the $71 million at, at um, San Diego restaurants, and we'll make sure, I'm sure you have links to that data that you talked about. Absolutely. $2 billion. Yeah, $2 billion. We'll make sure to link that um, to the San Diego Magazine website, all about this podcast episode. You guys are listening to the San Diego Magazine Happy Half Hour, and now we're so excited to talk to our sponsor. This is like the best first sponsor location that we could have. Like, honestly, if I could have picked the best sponsor, like Chuck and David came into my office and they're like, we got a sponsor. And I was like, oh my God, who is it? And they said, Puesto. We were like, yes. We're so excited. And we are so, so, so lucky to have with us Katie Smith. She's the executive creative chef for Puesto. Um, So to me, that means that you get to just make up all the cool food and tell everyone to cook it, right? I also have a really great food job in San Diego. I get to just eat all day and drink, and then I get to go eat and drink at other people's restaurants for inspiration. (laughs) Research, right? Yeah, exactly. Research Research development. With with air quotes, yeah. Um, And so you're going to tell us today all about the new menu items, and something just came out that I'm staring at right here that looks looks ridiculous. What is it? I'm going to it right now. What am I having? This is um, a Baja Striped Sea Bass Tiradito. So it's completely raw um, sea bass, and it is with this really spicy guava broth, and then we've got beautiful olive oil from Baja, 
We've got some pickled um, manzano chilies that we do in-house and some avocado and some sh red shiso. What is this green thing? It looks like a tiny little asparagus that or something. That is sea beans. Oh my sea gosh. Beans. Try I don't know what that is. It sea I'm having like a sea bean. Ocean. Nice. It's really good. It's mm. spicy. It's a little salty. But the spice level is favorite. perfect. It's yeah. like right in that, that sweet spot of mm -hmm. you feel it, you taste it, but it's not overpowering. Good, mm. good. Yeah, mm. I love sea beans. I think they are such mm. an interesting ingredient. Is it is it a plant in the ocean? What yes. is it? I'm sorry, it I don't know what like it is. Ocean. I mean, think it of is. eating kelp almost. Ooh. That's sort of similar. It's sort of in that family. Okay, now where do you get that? Is there somewhere you someone Fresh sources origins. that? Yeah, we get them from specialty produce. Oh, they have every great supplier. here in San Diego. Yeah. Shout out to Maribel. She was one of our best yeah. podcast guests ever from Specialty Produce. Your second best podcast. Oh. Your second best oh. I said one of. I said one of. Oh, one, of. one of. One of. One of. Yes. Okay, so do you guys have a new, a whole new menu um, at Puesto right now? Or? Not a whole new menu, but we are opening a location in Irvine. And so we they sort of tasked me with the um, job of creating a bunch of new menu items for that restaurant. And now we are going to be starting next week testing out these new dishes here in both of our San Diego locations. Amazing. So it's not a whole new menu, but we've got, I think, like 15 new items going on. Perfect. And so we are trying to do some more vegetable-focused dishes. We've got a couple more vegetarian dishes coming out. Cool. Um, and this is one with relatively local Baja seafood, so we're really excited about it. Cool. So tell our listeners where you came from before you were at Puesto. What's your what's your chef pedigree? I see Rick Bayless is on the resume. I maybe mm. worked with Rick Bayless. <laughs> I, I um That's I'm actually I'm from Southern California, but I spent the last few years working in Chicago with Rick Bayless. So wow. I ran Rick's test kitchen and I test and develop the recipes for his cookbooks and his TV show Mexico One Plate at a Time. Wow. And it was awesome. I got to travel around Mexico while we filmed the TV show wow. and got to learn a lot about regional Mexican cuisine. And Is he just as nice and chill as That's he seems I was on TV? Say, like, spill. He's What's amazing. the dirt yes. on Rick? Is no, he I've really got no nice? dirt. He's that nice. <laughs> He's, I mean, he's going to be my family for the rest of my life. He's oh, incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so an amazing cool. company to work for, and the food is fantastic. And I was lucky enough to get to learn so much with him and now bring it to Puesto. Well, that's, that speaks a lot, I think, to Puesto, though, in the menu here, that this isn't sort of surface-level Mexican food. I mean, this is sort of deeply researched and, you know, locally sourced and, you know, interesting flavors. And, like, I mean, this thing that we're tasting here, this new menu, I mean, it's very sort of complex and balanced. It's not mm -hmm. just, like, salted and spiced and, like, with an avocado thrown on the top. Absolutely. And Puesto's all about sort of Mexico City-style Mexican mm -hmm. food. And if you go to Mexico City, it's there are so many different ingredients and flavors, and it's not those... 10 ingredients that most people think of as Mexican flavors. Right. Mm -hmm. It's way more than that. And if you go to the markets in Mexico, they've yeah, it's got sea beans. I mean, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> they've got everything. So I don't, I don't I hope this doesn't get too controversial here, uh -oh. but um, so Javier Placencia, really yes. well-known Mexican chef who is active on both sides of, of the U.S. and Mexico border here mm -hmm. in San Diego. I don't know if you guys saw, he recently wrote an article that was on oh. Vice. Yeah, we talked about it that, on the podcast. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was sort of saying that people don't really understand Mexican cuisine. And I was thinking, like, those people need to come to San Diego. Yeah. Because the I Mexican agree. cuisine that we have here is so different than what you get in other cities. Mm -hmm. Like, it's you know, not bean and cheese burritos. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. not Tex-Mex. It's not, yeah. you know, uh, the that what I think, you know, a lot of the bad reputation of Mexican food is. Absolutely. I agree. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to hopefully show a little bit more of that in our new menu. So how many locations are there of Puesto now in San Diego? So we've got two right now. We have we're in La Jolla. La Jolla, and then we're down here right near the seaport, seaport at headquarters. 
And then we're opening um, in December-ish. We're opening in Irvine. Okay. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. So much great new stuff. Well, we thank you guys so much for sponsoring us today and having us out on Taco Tuesday. It's so exciting to be here. I love this restaurant. It's just delicious. Well, good. Thank you for having us. This was this has been Katie Smith um, with Puesto. She is the executive creative chef here. And we encourage you guys all to come down here and, and support this restaurant that supports our, our wonderful Happy Half Hour podcast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, and now coming up, we have our special guest segment. Um, and this is a segment that, you know, Archana produces and Troy and I, you know, chime in about who we want to come. And this is just where we, I don't know, it's just interesting rad people in the food scene, like in our region that we're just like, God, I want to talk to that guy or that person, or I want to learn about X, Y, or Z. Um, and and so we have we, so many folks like that in San Diego. Oh, you know, yeah. the more you get to know mm-hmm. uh, artisans in San Diego, whether yeah. it's, you know, food people or, mm-hmm. or artists or whatever, there, there's so many interesting stories here. Yeah, and I think that's the like the best thing about being a young food city is like not everybody knows everybody yet. So it's still, I feel like we're hopefully we're still introducing new things to our readers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are so lucky today to have our a fishmonger, Dan Natras. Am I saying that right? You said it perfectly. I should have prepped with you before. <laughs> Rarely <laughs> gets said correctly the first time. How, how do people say it? Oh, mattress. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to start there. Then, you know, okay, okay. then it's got to be Natras or some French combination of something. Perfect. Okay, well, Dan is here with us from Fishbone Kitchen in Liberty Public Market. Oh, you're the fish guy in the market. I am the fish guy. I love it. That's so right. cool. Okay. And you, just to give our listeners a sense of your pedigree, our listeners know and love Tommy Gomes, and you worked with him under him. That, uh, for 20 years at Catalina Offshore. 23 it like. years. I think Tom was there maybe 15 so far. And, wow. And, uh, I started their fish program oh, in did. 1993. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, Dave was just a urchin guy at that time, uh-huh. Dave Rudy, who owns Catalina uh-huh. Offshore. And um, I had offered him to get more f- urchins out of Mexico. And he said, I don't want any urchins, I want fish. And we started from there. Amazing. And yeah. so, when did you leave there and transition to Fishbone Kitchen? Is About this... two weeks before we opened. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Just like, Dave, I gotta go. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> wow. amazing. So, you're, is this, do you have a partner or this is your own, this is this your own is deal? This is my own program right so now. So yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, so, tell us, tell us what it's been like. I mean, Liberty Public Market obviously is like going off the, off the, as my younger, you know, new hotspot. Yeah, I mean, it's like off the chain. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's super fun, and if you're going to open a new space and see how people are going to react, what a great place, right? There's right. tons of foot traffic walking in, and, and um, you're going to get a response from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have a fish case there where we're selling retail fish uh, fillets out of the market. We have one section just dedicated to whole fish because I think people need to know what their animal looks like they're mm-hmm. going to eat so many people you know don't know what a tuna looks like uh, what's that big fish in the back it's a local <laughs> tuna that we catch right here in san diego mm-hmm. i mean i got fishermen in carlsbad and oceanside going out right. and catching you know right here in north county right here in point loma so um there's that aspect and then we opened a uh, raw bar as well. Which oh, so you can bar. come have lunch or snacks or something. Yeah, yeah. So we have pokies, ceviches, oysters, okay. fish chowder, that kind of thing. So what's it like? I mean, talk about the fish, you know, the seafood thing in San Diego right now. I mean, I feel like we could have like a series of 10 podcasts all about this. There's so many oh, angles. I mean, just it, I know in San Diego Magazine, we've covered all angles of this for years. Just fish farms and, you know, like overfishing and the MLPA and I mean, all that. Oh I mean, there, there's so much yeah, to go into. Let's not go into any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so, but mean, what's neat about the, I think what's neat about the fish uh, story in San Diego is that it's growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not San Francisco, we're not, you know, Seattle, but all of a sudden people are interested in seafood locally and they're interested in local seafood, which that's just 
that's not, a good thing. Yeah, that's no. a, it was not the history. And now people are, well, the dockside market on Saturdays. Um, just I mean, how have we not focus. had that for like that's 50 years? I've how been is that wondering. like two years so old? Like, that as is, like, a coastal city, especially right. one that has fishing in its history, right? Right, right. It was really surprising to me that we didn't have a stronger, you know, seafood scene in right. San Diego. And so it's been amazing and, and I think really positive to see people wanting and demanding more local seafood, more quality seafood, right. you know. Well, what's really neat, I think, about the San Diego food culture is this is a tight-knit community of chefs who are all talking about um, local, sustainable, and and maybe it's only a five-year conversation, but it's been a really strong one. And to Mm -hmm. see... We're making up for lost time. Exactly, yeah. And to see, you know, seafood become part of the conversation in a very big way. You know, you start with Trey at Georgia the Cove, who has been a promoter and a and, and a leader in this for a right. long mm-hmm. time uh, and and people you know Javier Placencia recently coming uh, on the scene and just using yeah. everything mm-hmm. uh, from local. local regional Baja if nothing right. else right um, and now Aaron at, uh, over going up at Beer Fish is getting all kinds of accolades mm-hmm. and I think there's just been some really good um I don't know what the right word just is. Just embracing but, it, yeah, sort of, and understanding exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. People are, are going, wow, look what they're doing. with, And this is local, really? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think um, that's helped this whole scene. Oh, and then, of course, you know, the local uni I was uh, going to say, you guys talk about divers. uni. I mean, that's, like, <laughs> right. that's our thing. All, all like, of a sudden, we would you know, be We'd be nothing without right, that. Right. They're all at the public market, uh, at the uh, farmer's markets. Absolutely. And, uh, and uni's the new kale. Huge now everybody hit. wants it. It's a huge, man. When I started uni is the new kale. Uni is the new kale. I love that. Hey, and I, okay, so I have a question about uni. Because okay. I found out recently that Santa Barbara claims to be like the uni hotspot oh, for California. There's right? No and I was like, yeah. come on, so look, we know it's shoot San Diego, that down, right? Dan. Tell us. Yeah, well, tell look, look, that's a Everybody myth. likes just to say the word Santa Barbara. It just sounds prettier. Is that what it is? You tell me. I don't know. You guys in the marketing industry, but when so the spot prawns that that we have are Uh San Diego spot prawns, right? Right. On Miami, delicious, fantastic. I mean, I'm subtle, unbelievable, sweet. Yeah. You know, as a both a buyer and a a salesperson for for Catalina Offshore, we sell all over the we've sold all over the country. Oh, do you have any of those Santa Barbara prawns? Well, yeah, but they're from San Diego. And they're from so the strange. canyon right out so here. So they just in branded the them, and they they're the same darn thing. Okay. Yeah. I so am incredibly uni. upset by this. Bring this back to those people. <laughs> I, absolutely. We're no, going to have to talk about the this. The same you way. need a new initiative. we got to brand our... we got to reclaim our, our, San Diego seafood. Let's <laughs> name them the San Diego Spinies, and we'll get known, and everyone will order the San Diego Spinies. Even though I didn't get any this year. Our new placard. So you guys know it's lobster season right now, and the spiny lobsters are the ones you can catch in San Diego starting at the beginning of October, right? That is around. I didn't catch very many this year. We went out and we got like a couple. I've never tried Uh, to do it myself. My dad used to do it all the time when I was a kid, and it would, you know, terrify me as a child, like holding the lobsters. Because they do kind of snap at you. But so, what about the overfishing and the fish supply, all that stuff? Anything? Oh my god! Anything to say about that? No. Tell you is that. Can I tell you that it'd be quick and sharp on <laughs> overfishing? Is that, that's a whole podcast. Is that what it is, really? Well, look, there's tons of books and information on overfishing that I think are more alarmist in terms of what I mean by that is in terms of 
mechanized industrial fishing. Right. Which is not necessarily what we have That's in San That's not spiny Diego. lobsters and spot prawns. Exactly. And, and tuna. Yeah. And these are live, uh, live caught animals in traps where you throw out the bycatch, where there's intense management, um, urchins, spiny lobster, ama ebby, the rock cod in California, period, Ooh. is so managed. I'm not even going to say the word well-managed, but very <laughs> managed. And, and like there's the no way that's being overfished. What you're saying. Uh, they really told you, no, you're not going to overfish this, and this is mm -hmm. how. Even with the MLPAs, you know, you get divers from divers to local fishermen going, wow, I can't fish my spot anymore. This mm -hmm. is crazy. Without going into that controversy, it's managed and it's well managed and it's uh, enforced. It's so, not just a law. Out there. So you're saying we don't have to feel guilty about. Oh my God, eating a lot we of should never feel guilty about eating anything out of San Diego waters or even yeah. Baja waters. I'm that's telling kind you. of the same. I mean, yeah, that's really good to know because I'll, I'll be honest, I like think about that when I'm ordering seafood mm -hmm. and how, because right. I love seafood and I order it all the time. Right. So it's really good to know that we have a good system of sorts. We really do. I mean, look, even in Baja, the thing about Baja is that it's beach lots. 20-foot pongas, you know, just barely long, uh, longer than this table with three guys in them and hand lines that are wrapped around a piece of wood and they're jigging for their, mm. for, for the, for this. And for what are they bait. catching? And, what are they catching? And they're catching yellowtail. They're playing white sea bass. They're catching um, halibut, uh, a variety of cods wow. and, and small basses. And, and that is, what's neat about that is some of these animals are now showing up on the regular fare on the on the tables here in San Diego all the way to even Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, but I'm starting so many rivalries today. Anaheim, Santa Barbara. <laughs> but um, and they're becoming popular, you know, this golden sand bass that was really, you know, lapu lapu in, the, in an Asian market is the only time you'd see it is now, oh my gosh, do you have any you know you have people at Market Del Mar who are who are on it and Carl Schroeder's restaurant. Um, you yeah. just have all these great chefs using local product that maybe that isn't a salmon necessarily right. salmon or, or a shrimp or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. and I, it's, it does seem like the restaurants that are succeeding, which we always love to see, are the ones that are doing that. So that's right. a good thing. It's like they're not doing right. it in vain. They're doing it, and the mm -hmm. consumers are liking it, and they're doing well. Exactly. well yeah, and I mean, so. how many times can you have you know the same Chilean right. sea bass that you know everyone was eating for yeah. decades? Which you're Hopefully not supposed to get that anymore. That but so I got to <laughs> ask you about the fish farming. How do you feel about all that? Isn't that like is, aren't we? poised okay. to be kind of like the ground zero for that and all that federal stuff way out in the waters way out i mean there's so many oh, i could talk to you for like 10 hours about that well i think what do you think look, about that fish farming is is here to stay it's ne it's, it's a necessary. absolute necessity it's already They're happening doing elsewhere. some phenomenal work in it yes at the beginning for example farming salmon farming which is right. you know salmon's a commodity you know salmon's that you can you can bid on almost right um it's done all over the world so yeah, there'll be shortcuts taken, right? Well, how do I beat that next farmer who's doing the exact same thing? And and when those shortcuts were exposed, then the PCBs and all the different um, issues surrounding farming were exposed. Everybody tightened the reins. I mean, now people come in to my, to, you know, to Fishbone or to Catalina or to the fishery or Point Loma Seafood. It's not farmed a while, and then you have to have a pretty damn good story behind your farm. To make sure to feel, make them feel confident. So it's gotten a bad name. You're saying maybe well, needlessly I'm saying or no? Well, I'm saying that people are more cautious mm -hmm. about 
farm fish than they, that they than they have. People are just even even conscious about it at all. Mm. You know, and oh, you farmed. I got to I got to check that. Is out. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I do think you think for fish? Thing. It's good. It's, I think it's a great thing. People are thinking about the animal. Like, okay, how is that animal treated? <laughs> you know, it's a lot like cows and pigs and chickens. Is, mm-hmm. You know, is that a far, is that a range free chicken? Well, and I mean, I have little kids, and I think, oh, I got to get the even though if I'm buying the dumb chicken nuggets at Vons, I got to get the organic ones oh and the no yes. nitrates and, <laughs> da, 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 right. and like you buy bacon in the morning. Oh, no nitrates in the bacon. But right. I, you don't have quite that same level with fish. But it seems like it's getting. Well, there. I actually oh, I have so. that that dilemma with myself when I'm you know when I don't have time to go to you know a fishmonger or a more you know specialty market and I'm at the grocery store and I'm you know looking at the the uh, two you know different cuts of salmon and one is wild caught and one is farm raised and I'm like I don't know which one is the right one which do I pick and all I've got to say is there's some great farm salmon out there yeah there there. is and it tastes phenomenal uh and it's the same every time and the fat content's great, and you know what you're getting. You know how you're going to cook it. You know how it's going to. And you're out not a bad time. person for buying it. And can you give it? Can you let us? Can you let Candace <laughs> off the hook? Yeah, so that's what I'm really <laughs> looking for. <laughs> but really, I mean, you guys, you'll read more about this in San Diego Magazine because I'm mildly obsessed. I'm married to a Portuguese guy from Point Loma, so oh, I'm well, a little obsessed. <laughs> but I just think San Diego and the port's doing all kinds of interesting things. And just this idea, if you look at the population and the nutritional guidelines that all of our governments are giving us for the amount of fish that we need to eat, it. You couldn't you couldn't catch it the way in in panga boat. I mean, you're right. we're going to have to make this work, and it just I think it's just fascinating to see what's going on behind the scenes and to see if San Diego if this could emerge as I just feel like with our history of fishing, and if we could sort of emerge as a place that does this right, I just feel like it could be one of those things that really booms oh, in I America, so don't you yeah. think? Because we don't oh. do very we do very little in this country right now. Exactly. And so I feel like it's ripe to be booming. I, it is, and I think farming in San Diego has so many regulatory issues I from know. offshore, right. whether it's coastal mission, NOAA, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's regulatory issues in how we're using that space and how is that affecting recreational people and other use of the ocean, which is public domain. Mm-hmm. So um, that itself prevents, mm-hmm. presents a lot of federal, state, mm-hmm. and local, regional um, stuff. It's a lot of stuff. red tape. <laughs> yeah. But no. the numbers, the data says we got to get some fish here, man. We got to get, we got to right. make some more right. freaking fish. Erin, you seem incredibly passionate I'm and knowledgeable about oh, fishing, and I kind of feel like maybe maybe this is your calling. I know. Maybe yeah. you should be the try, one. No, if you read San Diego magazine, we, we slip it in every once in a while. I always call it giving our readers their vegetables. It's like, oh yeah, this is a great burger. <laughs> and and by the way, Troy's so funny. By the way, did you see what the MLB just did? I always try to slip in the vegetables of the fish finding, but we'll make sure to link on our website to Fishbone Kids. Oh, Dan, you got to come back. Maybe like a monthly guest or something, because I just I feel like this. There are clearly more fish. unanswered yeah. questions. Well, I just want <laughs> Sandy. I feel like our city could, you know, the, we could lead on this. We could be sort of a place where we're this, like, where everybody walking around, where we know more about seafood and we're more snobby about seafood than anybody anywhere. And we could sort of be the place that we're like. Why not? Because it's available. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. it is available, and the dockside market kind of proves it. Yeah, so yeah, if, any, if our listeners haven't been, there's a really great dockside fish market. It's kind of unbelievable that it's only a couple of years old and it hasn't been there for 50 years, but it's right. it's great, and it's right here off Seaport Village on Saturday mornings. It is. And, and you can buy off the boats, right? And they're, and they're, what I like about it is they have really high standards of who can present there. So you really oh, have to be good. a local commercial fisherman to present there. You can't right. be somebody who bought fish and then came in and said, look, I got this really good fish. You have pretty much have got to caught it or be in that industry where you're Friends caught it, and you're and you're selling it for them. You have to be yes. 
a, a local commercial group. you got to be an insider, part of yes. the old school yeah. insider right, group. Right, right. Well, we are going to link to that, too. We'll make sure that you guys know how to find that um, Dockside Fish Market. And, I mean, we didn't even mention the whole KPBSI news source story that came out this last week about just about the commercial fishing industry. There's just a lot going on, so we'll make sure to link to that, too. I know Archie already made highlights in the story and everything, and okay. she's too busy eating the Puesto tacos. <laughs> I'm, I'm eating a lot of food right okay. now. Okay, but Dan Natras of the Fishbone Kitchen in Liberty Public Market. So the next time you guys go down to Liberty Public Market and you're walking through and you get your fish or you have some poke, say hi to Dan. Tell him you heard him on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Come back again, will you? Okay, cool. Hey, and, and since you mentioned that, you know, Archana has been eating over here, what are we eating? It's amazing. I have a whole list, I've been told. All the things that we've been eating. A fried carnitas plate, a nopales salad, the Baja striped bass tiradito we already talked about, um, spaghetti squash fideo. Oh, is that? Okay, that was super so interesting. So that's an amazing vegetarian option. Um, and there's like some little crumbly stuff on top. Do we know what that is? Um, it tasted like chorizo-y something. It tasted salty like bacon or something. Yeah, yeah was, like something was, salty Maybe it's soy riso. It was ooh. pork. Or, or maybe it was, it was soy, riso, but it was yeah. salty. Maybe that's because we'll they said out. some vegetarian dishes yeah. were coming out. So okay. we're eating a lot, and that's why I've been a little it's quiet. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, Puesto, for being our sponsor. No, it really is delicious. You, if you haven't been to Puesto, you should definitely come down and try it. We're almost done with a happy half hour. We've gone a little bit long, but that's just because we were just we just had so it's much just great too stuff. too much good stuff. I need too much. Okay, so we're back to small bites. Two people, 50 bucks. Um, who has a recommendation for somewhere to go in San Diego? Two people, 50 I bucks. I went to Cucina Sorella um, the other weekend. Ooh, I loved it. I thought the decor was awesome. The pasta was so good. So I got one um, that Troy loved in his review from the, I believe it was the October issue. Uh-huh. It was with figs and a brown butter mascarpone. I loved it. I almost feel like next time I would go with just the classic pasta you know, red sauce and a meatball because the mm. pasta quality is so good there that you almost want it like unfettered. You just want like the classic basic way. And of course, we got the fried squash uh, squash blossoms. That's what um, Tracy Borkum does so yeah. well at all yeah. of her oh Cucina properties. So and it's squash season. It's fall. It's the time to get those. It's a good time. So that's my recommendation. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Do you have a two people 50 bucks this week? No. You know, this is going to sound like a total plug because mm-hmm. we're here at Puesto. Yeah. <laughs> but Puesto. That's okay. I mean, they're our first sponsor. We want to make it sound really awesome to sponsor And they're, and they're legitimately <laughs> good. They're not legitimately good. That. I mean, like, I, you know, I, I was saying to everyone here, like, I love Puesto. I come here all the time. So it was almost like I think you guys use this as the hook to come and get me beer you know guest uh, <laughs> co-host today was like Pretty oh much. and by the way we're gonna do it at Puesto like sign me up but <laughs> I mean you can do really well here in terms of not spending too much money you know mm-hmm. you get the like three tacos for twelve dollars I mean that's, that's my favorite and that's those tacos are filling you know I mean you can you can do really well mm-hmm. I love it perfect okay um, we don't have Troy this month we or this week on the podcast Troy we miss you buddy we'll, we're excited to see you next week back on the podcast so um, Troy's been off eating and drinking uh, with the Food Network and filming some new shows. So we'll be excited to hear what he's been eating and drinking this past right. week. I'm sure he'll bring us stuff. I you, see how it is. All right. Okay, Troy. We love you, Candace. No, I was, you no we've been sending notes back, back and forth saying, like, she's a good guest. Like, she could come Maybe host. we don't need Troy. I don't know. Troy who? <laughs> That's even better. Troy, we don't miss you at all. Not even <laughs> um, I do have one Liquid Courage recommendation. Um, it was... We're just coming off of Halloween, and my kids always trick-or-treat with my aunt and uncle and their kids on Halloween, and my aunt Maria, she lives in um, Little Italy, and they took their kids to breakfast recently at Craft & Commerce, and I was sort of surprised on Halloween. She was talking to me about that, and I was like, you took your kids there? And they said, oh, yeah, it was great, you know, on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, and she said that the Bloody Mary and my aunt... Maria. My kids call her Tiara because she's Tia Mari. Um, so if Tiara recommends the Bloody Mary, 
I, I, I hear that it's very, very good. That's so. a good endorsement. Yes, for you a Bloody trust Mary. Trust her. That craft and commerce in Little Italy. Anyone else? Oh, what oh I you should, know, I have, I have one. And it's appropriate because I was picking on them earlier. Modern times. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> now she feels bad. 20 now minutes I feel later, bad. and now she feels And I bad. also have to say, so I recently had their, they have their Fruitland series, and I just had the one that's the passion fruit and guava, mm-hmm. and that was so good. I really love that one because it's a nice, it's got a nice balance. You know, it's like a little sour, not too sour, a little sweet, not too sweet. So it's a really, passion fruit guava beer. It is. Oh, it's delicious. I would maybe even Highly like recommend that one. Nice. I love it. Okay, well, I think that that takes us out. Thank you again to Puesto for this wonderful um, sponsorship today and for hosting us at your restaurant on Taco Tuesday. We tried a bunch of new menu items. We're going to link to them all on our website, sandiegomagazine.com, so you guys can see what they're all about. Um, And this has been the Happy Half Hour. We'll be back next week with a new podcast. Thanks, everyone.